0: Hello sci-fi fans, this is Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica, The Chief, and you're listening to The Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Science fiction is an existential metaphor It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence, has become crucial to our salvation.
1: Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! Four
0: nights!
2: So, this is how liberty dies. And there's applause. Game over, man. Game over.
0: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And
2: good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin.
1: I'm Chrissy Rappensberger. And I am Dave Sellers.
0: And tonight, we are looking back on 2023 and seeing what it brought us that we loved we didn't really do things that we didn't love but the things that we felt that were the highlights of 2023 in the science fiction world and uh yeah so that's kind of uh what we're doing tonight kind of doing a year in review so i'm kind of excited about this made me really think about some of the stuff i couldn't even believe was 2023 because i was like oh that happened because it felt like such a long time ago but i know but but yeah so, so what we're going to do, just to give you, if you've never done this, we've done this before. Uh, it's been a little bit, uh, maybe a year or two that we've done it. But basically, what we, we're going to do is we're going to like all share our number fives. Like we'll go around and then talk about them. And some of the items, if there are other where other places on not a list, we might just share it at that point because it kind of makes sense. And then we can go from there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of where we're at. So, uh, who wants to start us off with our year in review? I mean, this year we we had the writer's strike that obviously affected everything. I don't think that was really a highlight per se, but it did impact our year. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's look back on our year. And uh, Dave, can we start with you? Are you okay with that? Let's start with you yeah, talking absolutely. about. Um, and I don't know about you. Is Are yours ranked in any particular order? Mine are. Okay. Very yes. good.
3: So my number five, the bottom of my list, was the release of the game Starfield from Bethesda Studios for PC. Um, I've been looking forward to this one for a very, very long time, very, very- and I haven't, I haven't put the time into it yet that I need to and want to because it's one of those that I got to really dive in. Um, it's a cross between like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, but in space. And so far, it's been really, really fun. I enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of people out there who bag on it online, but so far, I haven't had any problems with it. And really, really do enjoy the gameplay and everything there. So that was a big win for me this year.
0: Yeah, well, they built a uh, Star Destroyer in that, right?
3: They did, and I cannot wait till I <laughs> bank up enough loot and stuff that I can actually get in and do that, because... I got some ideas.
0: <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Now, I assume that it was just an item built. They couldn't actually fly it around.
3: Oh, no, you can. Like you can design your own ship in the thing, and then once you get enough cash and everything, you can buy it and use it in-game.
0: <laughs> wow. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's pretty, that's pretty lit. Very good. Very good. It is. Um, uh, Miles, why don't we go to you? What's your, what's your, what's your number five?
2: My five would be the reading I've done science fiction wise. Uh, There's been a lot of good independent authors out there. Put some good time travel stories. Um, I didn't have any specific one. I'll just throw. um, There was the one. There was a series where I read about the alternate history about the Revolutionary War, which I enjoyed. Uh, There is um, one I'm reading uh, that I just finished reading. It's, it's, it's the fourth book um, this marine from 2012 goes to this cave and uh, st- st- there's these crystals that send him to the future uh, there's been four books in that series uh, so I'm enjoying that so just as far as my reading goes there's been a lot of good you know a lot of good uh, sci-fi literature for me to um, to consume. And particularly in time travel, not a lot of Star, Star Trek novels uh, being put out. So yeah. I have to find other stuff to read.
0: Now, did you uh, have a favorite time travel novel or was that the one you mentioned?
2: I, I think probably the one I liked the most may have been the series about the uh, Revolutionary War. Got it. Uh, the, an alternation about the Revolutionary War. I, I think as far, that's the one I probably liked the most this year.
0: Well, I will say this as an English teacher, I totally approve that you put reading on your list. So,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then you'll really like my list, uh,
0: but it's all reading. So, why don't you go, uh, Chrissy? Since you uh, spoke, why don't you go ahead and give us what's your number five?
1: Well, my number five is actually not a book, but the rest oh. of them probably are. <laughs> but, um, so mine was actually Dragonflight from, um, which is the new expansion from, um, Wow. So, I, I just really enjoyed this expansion. Um, after Shadowlands was a complete turd. Like, I definitely one of the worst expansions ever. You heard it um, here, folks. Dragon...
0: Shadowlands was a big turd. You got it.
1: <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was. I I actually quit playing maybe two months into the new expansion, which I just usually have never done. Um, I just couldn't stand it, even for two months. Um, got convinced to come back for Dragonflight. And it's been a really, really good, solid expansion, and I have really enjoyed playing it this year. Um, I enjoyed all the different game plans. I'm even enjoying PvP, which I have always hated with a passion. So the fact that I'm actually even enjoying when someone's like, do you want to do a battleground? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. That sounds like actually something I would enjoy doing. So the fact that I'm saying that says that it's really good, um, at least for the classes that I play, which are mainly Paladin and Priest, but both of them have just been very, very solid yeah. um, experiences for me. Good. So, good.
0: Dave, yeah. are, Dave, are you still playing WoW?
1: I haven't booted up WoW well,
3: in. Uh, you've it's been a while. Me. You were supposed to, but like, well, you never did. I know. Well, I guess because I got Call of Duty and then starfield,
1: starfield. <laughs> although now that now i'm gonna have to go get starfield because i mean it's a game and basically just told me it's fallout and skyrim in space yeah. i i guess um i'll put that on my christmas list that's and it right. might just be a merry christmas to me <laughs> you
3: will enjoy it i believe I,
0: it will be a merry christmas <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure that's for sure yeah Lot um,
3: to unpack in that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um number five, I reordered my I'm
1: list. Sorry, I got
0: distracted. Yeah. no I reordered my list because I uh said, well if we're gonna do this in order, like what was really important. I'm a huge fan of the of Kiana Reeves and the candy action violent movies of John Wick. And John Wick four came out this year and and I was never happier. I made sure to see it pretty pretty close to when it came out and uh and I really did like it and i'm really excited that they're talking about a john wick five and uh um, even though they kill him at the end you know it's, it's just fantastic so i'm looking forward to the series and it's it's just good it's 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 not deep i'm not going in there for some deep uh philosophy um at all um uh, but i'm uh i'm going into something that i just really enjoy the action and the knock them and shoot them and and Keanu Reeves. And that kind of Keanu Reeves really is the reason that I watch it. So
3: good. I have yet to watch any of those movies yeah. yet for
2: some reason. Yeah. I got to get on them.
0: Yeah, I guess it's not it's not really sci-fi, I guess, but I, it's on my sci-fi list. So
2: I finally watched them this past year and I and I enjoyed them a lot, so yeah. I I fours dropped on uh Max, so that that's on my that's on my to-do list to watch that.
0: Yeah. it's it, it, it's it's well worth it. I mean, it really does have a feel. It has a modern sentiment of an '80s or '90s action flick, where there's not a lot of depth to it, but it's just one after the other people coming at you and rolling with it. Uh, but it, it brings Keanu Reeves' seriousness and the director's seriousness to it that I like. So, not as nice. cheesy as the '80s and '90s uh, action flicks were, but oh, but that, the cheese was part of that, right? Right. Hard. All right, I think we've uh, circled all the way back to you, Dave, so uh, you're number four.
3: Number four, Strange New World Season 2. Yes. That that show continues to impress me and renews my love for Star Trek. Um, it it, it I, Again, it, I, it's done so well, I can't believe that it's put out by the same studio in the same place that gave the star Trek discovery. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, but I cannot wait for season three. Season two was absolutely fantastic. Even the musical episode. I mean, that was, it was just fantastic. Yeah.
0: So tell me this, Dave, uh, do we have any word on, uh, season three as to when it's coming out? I mean, I assume 2024, but you never
3: know. I haven't heard anything. Miles, have you seen anything?
2: The only thing I've heard is that they've started filming season okay. three, not that okay. long ago. So Go good. So we're at that phase. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, Miles, this also made your list uh, a little bit higher for you, but uh so where did this come in at your list? This is number four for Dave.
2: So this was number three for me. Um and this is this is in order one being the um best, I guess. Uh, but uh yeah, I I've I've enjoyed uh, season two of, of Strange New Worlds. However, I've had some little I don't know, complications with it. I I have to put it in a... For my headcanon, put it in, in an alternate timeline. Oh, There's geez. just things that they have changed that... It's like, if you're going to call it... You can't call it the prime timeline if you're going to do this stuff. Just no,
0: call I, it the Kelvin I've, timeline and be done with it.
2: No, well, well here's not, the thing. It's like, not, because it's not that bad. <laughs> so, well, it's not. it's not about being good or bad, it's just creative storytelling choices they've decided to do. And it's not about the, the aesthetics. It's not about uh, the visual reboot. I'm on board with the visual reboot. That's totally fine. It's just there are some things that the original series established that certain things happened here and then. And uh, I'm not a canon Nazi, but I, I, do, I do appreciate continuity. I do appreciate internal consistency. And they've went in some different places on this show. But so that's fine if you're going to do that. Just don't call it the prime timeline. Um, I still they're still calling it the prime timeline. But I, the, way, for, the way for me to enjoy it is this is not happening. In the original, this is not the prime timeline. It's happening in, in a different timeline. Uh, doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I thought the season I, like Dave. I love the musical. It it did better than it should have, but it was still great. It was entertaining. It was fun, and still moved the story along. Uh, I like the things that the, the PTSD that they explored with uh, Doctor Ambega and uh, Nurse Chapel. Uh, These the season finale, uh, just the visuals and some of the stuff they did, and that was just this is cinematic quality. So I'm looking forward to season three, also.
0: You know what we should do is a panel at Farpoint discussing whether this is indeed the prime timeline.
3: I've thought of that, Scott. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I I would really like to fight some people about the uh the con issue. That could be entertaining. Yeah.
1: I would take the opposite position just just because.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just to be contrary.
1: I mean, it is kind of in my nature.
0: Right, and, and right. Someone
1: right. has to that devil's <laughs> advocate. Come on. You can
0: do you can just say that this that the that the the, st- the Straju worlds is in the in the in the prime timeline is worse than the JJ verse, and that'll get it going right there.
1: So, so here's the problem: give me the position that I'm taking, and I will just figure it out and force the logic to work. Uh, <laughs> I
3: just I just see you sitting at that panel, and you look over to me and go, "Where did CBS touch you that
1: made you hurt, Dave?" <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the Spock tall.
3: I yeah.
2: spotked yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. the problem with the prequel is the, the, the te- you know I'm not sure sh- I mean maybe you guys could tell me where a prequel has really worked uh, the, the te- you know it, it, the temptation has always been to sort of change and alter things and what happens in the you know the original the, the, whatever the original production was. Um, they did it with Star Wars.
0: Um, well, so I th- <laughs> I, I would argue that in, the, in Star Wars, it actually kind of works. Like, I, I think people would argue that when it came out, they would have debated that pretty heavily. Um, I think where you, I think where it really, really gets complicated is in like TV series, right? Because you have so much more ground to cover. I, I would argue, like, you go back and watch the prequels now in light of where the entire universe is gone and they actually hold up pretty good Jar Jar, you know, being what it is. Um, it, it, it's not bad. It's not, they, they aren't as bad as I think when we first started talking about prequels, that we, they were panned and, and then we got the sequels and suddenly the prequels look pretty good. And, you know, and uh, listen, yeah. just
1: because yeah. someone served you Overcooked spinach and then serves you a turn does not mean the overcooked spinach is
0: good. It wasn't overcooked spinach. It wasn't bad. I think. Uh, I i mean, I would. I, I think that I would go down as defending defending the prequels pretty 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 pretty, pretty staunchly. I would I would fight you on that. Like I, I would I would this have a is go, go and. Hill
1: I will die on. Yeah,
0: this is a hill well, that
1: I w- served
3: well yeah. done when it well, should have been medium rare.
0: Yeah.
2: But this is not the forum for to debate the. Star no,
0: Wars no, no. We, no, we kind no. of we kind I'm, of a this. The, we
2: we this did all rabbit the time. trail this <laughs> uh, I'll just say that I'm not. The challenge of a prequel is, it, you know, it is to not ch- change things that what happened. What happened in the original, the pre, the present or the future one, right? And I and it rarely ever happens in a prequel. And
1: well. Yeah and another another challenge of of prequels is you know you you start off with a story and the story has a problem and so when you and then when you finish the story the problem has resolved and so to make a good prequel you somehow have to create a problem that gets solved in a satisfactory way and then yet Still continue the story. Right. Or you end up kind of like feeling like you're halfway through the story right. at the end. Like, pre- I will say, prequels are very difficult to do well. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of straining my brain right now to think of a well, prequel that I've either read or watched that did not take place way before the story started yeah. that worked.
0: Yeah, see, this is where I would argue that because, uh, Lucas did the, uh, prequels as well as the original three. There was a continuity there. Like, I didn't feel like, uh, meta aside, I think that there's a, um, there isn't like, when you look at the lineage of like, we want to find out how did Darth Vader become Darth Vader? I mean, that's really the story when it comes down to the crux of it, you know, and the whole Princess, uh, Leia and Luke thing. We wanted to see how, like, how that began. And I think, like, when we look at a tie in a story arc, um, it is, it, it creates for us a full storyline with the original three and then the prequels of the Darth Vader story. So I think continuity wise from that, I, I would argue that there's at least a continued story. But again, we are again still die driving off the Star Wars here, but, but see, this, this is what happens. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, so Miles, you had you had this at number three. So we'll uh do you want to do your number four the next round? Sure. So all my right. number four. Oh, you want to do it now? Um, okay. Well, well, if it's okay. I mean, That's why it's fine. Go, go, it go, 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 go ahead. Do your number four.
2: I thought you were segueing, so no, I was segueing because
0: um, okay. we did your number three already. So next next round, I guess we'll just skip your number three, but
2: it's it's fine. Go, we'll just go. do it odd order. That's you right. Well, we don't, have to, we don't have to do my number three because it, it was we did games. it already.
0: Okay, go ahead, uh, yeah. Miles.
2: My number four was uh, Superman Lois season three. Uh, I think it's one of the best retellings of the Superman story, and it's on a CW of all places. Um, I, I found out that it's only getting one more season, which I'm at least they're gonna get a chance to close things up. But uh, yeah, f- listeners, if you haven't seen Superman Lois, give it a try. Uh, Superman, you know Clark and Lois have two. Twin teenage sons, and they're, you know, still trying to save the world, but also just trying to keep their family together and keep their sons on the straight and narrow. And one of them has superpowers now, and the other one doesn't. And uh, so it's just really, really, very well written. um, Making good use of, you know, the source material. We got Lex Luthor in the last um, last season, so. So, for me, that that was not a good thing of 2023 as far as sci-fi goes was, was the Superman Lower Show.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Chrissy, you're up. You're number four.
1: My number four was um, finishing a book series of... Oh, I did The Great Coats in 2022, and I was able to finish the series in 2023, and it was just... It's just a really really solid series book series and I highly recommend it um by Sebastian oh what's his last name but it's it's a really great um it's kind of in the vein of like the three musketeers but like fantasy and it's just got a really great sense of humor but also explores like more serious subject matter um in it so I just I really enjoyed them and recommend them
0: Good, good, fantastic. My number uh, four came in at it was um Ahsoka, which I know made it on some other people's lists as well. Um, uh, but Ahsoka for me, you know, talk about something that we 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 saw briefly in The Mandalorian, and to get a series surrounding Ahsoka was just beautiful and really. Really, it wasn't just Ahsoka. We were getting, you know, a Rebels 2.0 that was just absolutely fantastic considering, you know, you know, from seeing a live action Chopper, the only, only disappointment there is we didn't get a live action Zeb. Uh, we got in the Mandalorian, but not in, not in the actual series. So hopefully he does make an appearance eventually, but seeing Ezra Bridger, seeing uh, Sabine, seeing, you know, Chopper, it was just, it was really, it was really neat um and it in and and i should argue that 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 series then made me go back and rewatch rebels which i just finished season three and uh, beginning season four in it so um which uh, ironically i i I, i'm watching him like oh that's where the dark saber came from you know and stuff like that that i didn't uh, realize that was a part of it so um ahsoka really well done um Minus my expectation of what Thrawn looks like. I felt like the guy, the actor does the voice, but he doesn't quite have as I pictured Thrawn being. Not bad. He's doing a fantastic, he's doing a fine job. It was more my expectation that, you know, was probably a problem there, but
3: um, I think my expectation for that was tainted by all of the, the fake, uh, we want to see this posters that people are making, right? Of, uh, of uh, Benedict
1: Cumberbatch <laughs>
3: as Thrawn, which would have been
1: which mean, would have been amazing, but yeah, it's it's hard to beat that, you know. And just in general, especially if you've read a character, no matter what actor they cast, it's just not going to live up to your to your brains.
0: I think, and I think when you go back to the legend series, you know, we've had so many, we've had probably 10, 12 books about Thrawn, right? And then, and so you've had this time to develop this image of Thrawn and some of it's based on what you read. Some of it's based on the cover work, which always has him as much more of a narrow faced man. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, but again, the minor complaint. It still made it my number four. I still enjoyed it, and uh, I'm excited to see where they go with the series. So,
1: I mean, if your biggest complaint is that the actor didn't look quite like your head cannon, right? It's it's pretty. Like, that's yeah, great but my, my
0: my head counts. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> it does. Yes, it does, Scott. Yeah. It does.
3: Uh,
0: th- mine th- counts, th- th- counts. Th- thanks for the validation there, guys. Thanks for the validation. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome because but, mine counts too. Yeah, well, there we go.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into, I guess, our we're now on to round three. Dave, you are up with your number three.
3: Well, in the same thread that my number four was, uh, number three is getting the band back together in season three of Picard. That was just a giddy ride of nostalgia and joy through every episode watching these guys all back together. Now, despite my issues with the storyline and how they really played a lot of the same fiddle again with things when they could have done things a little differently, they set it up to do things a little differently, but seeing them all back together again and back on the Enterprise D at the end was just... It was just amazing, and it, I, I'm sad that it's over, and I have nothing to look forward to else in life, so was <laughs> a good way to end it.
1: Dave, <laughs> yeah. hey, you just said that you have nothing to look forward to um, in your life. Um, Do I, do I need to come to your house and have a, have
0: a talk? No, you know, yeah, if CBS was, if CBS would stop yes. touching him, we'd be fine.
3: Poor joke. If CBS would stop doing things to me, that would...
1: Make me hurt. I know
3: you can empathize by that since, you know, Lucas did all that to you, Kirsty.
1: Yes. Um, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah.
3: But I've tried to
1: now with Disney and Lucas. Yeah. yeah.
3: But uh, yeah, that, that was that failed my number three. That was just a marvelous. And one of these days, I'm going to go back and watch all three seasons again straight through. Yeah. And, I, just to catch it all again.
1: I really, really did enjoy Ricard watching it. Um, so, and everything
0: and it really it really should it should have made my list as well and it didn't but
1: it it did not but um uh, books tv have always been Chrissy
0: (laughs) why don't you go with your number three before we rabbit trail too far off of this
1: um my my number three actually was a book recommendation from you Scott okay um 14 um by Peter I think it was Peter Klein okay yeah um i I just finished it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Did you um, yeah, definitely definitely one of the top books that I read this year yeah
0: um it's actually a would- it's, it's actually a part of a series. there's actually three of them in it, but they aren't tied into the same building, but they're related in the universe but
1: I'm not sure that I want to like branch out I no. Think- because like if it, if that's like the best one, then I feel like the other ones might just mess it up for me. Yeah,
0: no, you know? I'm glad you enjoyed fourteen. I'll tell Kiefer because Kiefer is the one that recommended fourteen to me. But
1: it, it really is a phenomenal book. If you like Lovecraftian horror, yep. Scooby Doo, and just you know mystery, that is a hundred percent a recommendation. Yep. Um, it had the right amount of Humor and suspense, and like the humor didn't like ruin like some of the more serious moments. If they felt very like human and natural, yeah. Of course, I'm someone who also like inserts humor into almost everything. I tell someone, "Listen, if I'm not making a joke, then it's really serious." <laughs> um, yeah. like because I will insert humor into anything. Um, <laughs> and being a daughter of two nurses, I have some dark humor just to. In general. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I felt that the payoff of what's behind door number 14 was superb. I was yeah. not disappointed in out Say like, oh my gosh, I spent all this time building up to that. Um, and the fact that I don't want to spoil, because you all know my, my stance on spoilers. It's like, well, you can't spoil it. This one I'm actually like, no, no, I, I won't tell everyone what's behind door number 14. I really do think that you should just go read it for yourself. Yeah. So the fact that I'm not spoiling it tells you I think it is worthy. Yeah.
0: I would say it's 14, 14 by Peter Klein. And I would say this, the second book, Felt just as good.
1: Really? Okay. then yeah. so Maybe I will go and read that. Maybe
0: I, if I'm remembering it correctly, because um, they think they discover teleportation, and they actually don't. But that's all I'm gonna say. And it ends up being I, a, it ends up being a little bit Lovecraftian in nature. Then
1: I love. Love it already.
0: All right, uh-huh. I will Re- read it. the premise and decide. I don't want to send you on a bad bad goose chase, but that's that's that one.
1: Well, uh. I, I I trust your book recommendations. <laughs> maybe not your maybe not your show or film recommendations. Right,
0: right, right. It
1: is a little questionable there. Yeah,
0: but. that's all right. Very good. Well, hence I'm an English teacher and not a film critic. Right. That's um, right. Yeah. Number three, my number three comes in at Doctor Who's sixtieth anniversary special, the return of David Tennant as Doctor Who. So they dropped three of them just earlier December, and I just couldn't get enough of them. It was like seeing the Doctor back in the saddle, and um, and so it was very. It was a three three episode arc, and absolutely was delightful because I was an from Christopher Eccleston on. I was an avid Doctor Who fan. And then I was kind of okay, Peter Capaldi, not too bad. And then they brought in Jodie Whittaker, and it just—I kind of lost interest. And um, and I don't know that I don't think it was necessarily. um, I think it was more of an actor thing, and not so much they made the doctor female. That didn't bother me. I think it was just more of a the way it was presented, and they. The flippancy of the other doctors just kind of really worked for me, so so it was nice to see Ted back in the saddle uh, of Doctor Who, and he did a fantastic
2: job.
1: Well, you know, when I watched you're the far here, yeah, part
2: yeah. I watched the first one, Scott. I haven't watched the other ones yet. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, Ted's my doctor.
0: Well, so they bring in uh, uh, the third the third special. They bring in Neil Patrick Harris, and he's absolutely. Fantastic, in in the third episode, the third special. So
1: you know, I haven't ever gotten into Doctor Who, but you, now that you've said Neil Patrick Harris, I kind of feel like I have to be. <laughs> yeah, because I will watch anything that man does. Yeah.
0: No, and he he does he, he's he does a fantastic He actually brings back a character that was like in the Doctor Who in the '60s and '70s, and he does a fantastic. He's a toy maker, and he's fantastic as a toy
3: maker. So. Interesting. Interesting yeah. thing about your Doctor Who one, um, we actually got some feedback to our Facebook post um, when I put out there asking, telling them, hey, we're doing our year-ending review, let us know what's on your list. And we had one respondent to that, uh, from Jonathan Riley, and he said by generation yep. was the thing that just blew his mind out of this because yep. what is this now going to do to the future Doctor Who's? How are they going to number these things now? Right. It's, it's throwing a whole new paradox in the
0: face. Right, right, right. So, bi-generation, <laughs> you're going to have to watch episode three of the special to understand what bi-generational
3: is. I don't want to spoil I it. I had to Google it, because I'm like, what the heck is this dude talking yeah. about? I don't want. I didn't realize it was a Doctor Who thing. Yeah.
1: Is that like when there's two Doctor Who simultaneously that have been generated?
0: Yep, from one.
1: From one. So, like, how do we determine which one is the alpha one and the main one, and which one is, like, the clone? The not clone? They
0: kind of hint at it in the uh, in the episode, but I'll let you draw your own decision when you watch it. Is
1: this like a one? And this one's the 1.1? 1. 1. 2.0. This one's version yeah. 1.12 yeah. 1. upgrade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into our number twos, I think. And uh, I think that's where we're at. And uh, Dave, yep. circling back to you, number two.
3: My number two was finally getting back into the con scene after couple of years post-COVID back to shore leave this past July and looking forward to Farpoint and shore leave coming up this year. Um, so by con scene, you're the, talking
0: about like donning your mask going out at night and breaking into people's houses, right?
3: No, not convict. Uh, uh, con okay. is in convention. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, con. that's,
3: that's, the other thing that's, is just a fun Friday night. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a long
1: con and get like some rich people to give him some money. That's right. When went in on this date. I yeah <laughs> well, I didn't realize how
3: much I, I missed. Uh, I really missed going to those things until I went back in July, and it was like I never stopped going. It was like coming home almost. And uh, re- really, really excited to keep going back this year. And since shore leave is going to be here in our hometown,
0: yeah, in Lancaster, I'm so excited about that.
3: Yeah, I'll be able to go all three days and still go home at night. And I'll have yeah. to get a hotel room. Well, there you go. So it's a. Me- it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Dave, you and I can travel together. We're like neighbors now.
3: We can, That'd be awesome. but yes,
0: but yeah. Did my Miles, if you
2: want daughter.
0: to sleep That'd over, Miles, if you want to sleep over at my house this time, you can do that.
2: I'll take you up on that, Scott. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there will be. We would definitely have the room. But,
3: yeah, we just gotta get Christy to get off her butt and get to one of these things, and
0: would be great. Throw and shade, or I know.
1: I won't. Well, I won't have winter shelter. Yep. So I'll have to be able to go to like the ones in the winter now, and I won't be studying for an exam.
0: Wow! Well, so going to be great. Yep. Fantastic! Yep. All right. So that was your number uh, two, well, number and two. Uh, let's go to you, Miles. What's your number two?
2: Uh, very similar to Dave's. Um, I got to hit far point and Shirley this year. Uh, I missed Shore Leave last year because I got the COVID, which really sucked. Uh, But uh, I got to Shore Leave this year. Uh, Farpoint, I got to co-host a couple panels, which was was a blast. I always loved doing those. Um, I did one with Keith DeCanado. We did one on DSpace9, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I got some great interviews at Shore Leave. I met Robert Doug McNeil. Um, uh, Robert Picardo was going to show me his ass. Um, that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh he doesn't he doesn't, With he
1: doesn't show, actually showed it would have been your number one.
2: That's right. I mean, well, <laughs> you're right. Um I don't think he just should, does it for just anybody.
0: Right, right. Uh, <laughs> the fact that he offered it you. is great.
2: He offered it and there was hundreds of witnesses, right, right. Dave? <laughs> That's it, man.
0: That's it. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs>
2: so, uh, but uh yeah, I, I I the cons are great. Uh they're just there's, there's people there I've gotten to know over the last several years. Um, I only see them twice a year, but I still consider them good friends, and it's always great to see them again and to get to see th- these great people that uh, that play these characters we love on the shows and movies we love. We, that's always a blast to see them, too. So I'm looking forward to Farpoint and SureLeave this year. So, yeah, the co- Farpoint and sure was my number two.
0: Good. Chrissy, how about you? What's up for you number two?
1: My number two was Lightbringer by Pierce Brown. Okay. Um, it was number three in the sequel series um, to The Red Rising. I looked forward to it, and I was not disappointed by the continuation of the story, and I'm really excited to ha- see what happens in the last book. Um, originally, it was this one was supposed to be a trilogy, but I guess like he couldn't fit everything he wanted to fit into one book, so... The last book got split into two.
0: Very good, very good.
1: And that's just another series that I recommend. Yeah. I know Scott didn't get into it, but that's okay.
0: I yeah, I watched, I, re- I read the first three, right, and uh, they were fine. Um, and uh, but really didn't really I think it was more of the writing style. It wasn't so much that they were terrible books, and I am glad that you are
1: enjoying. Well, it you there, so. you also read you you do a lot of audiobooks. Did you read it? Right, or did I, li- I, li-
0: I listen to it. I listen to it.
1: So. Because I. I did try to listen to it on an audiobook, and I don't know if other people have the same experience that I do. Like, sometimes there are books that just I hate, absolutely hate. Yeah. Oh, that was an audiobook.
0: To, to be fair, it, it, audi- it, it like, could have been the reader. It could have been the reader for it.
1: You know, because my mom tried reading it, Um, and she was like, Chrissy, this book sucks, and I was like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" <It's> awesome. <laughs> and then I told her, I said, you're "And then I like started listening to it. I'm like, who is this narrator? Yeah. He sucks." Yeah. So like, but then she read the book, and she's like, "This is a really good book." So do not recommend it on audiobook whatsoever. Do recommend actually reading the right. book. Right. Right. Um, kind of like how I recommend if you're going to re- read Once in Future King. You have to go re- listen to it by audiobook. That British narrator is hysterical.
0: Okay, good.
1: good.
0: I have not read that. But what I did read, my number two, is uh, is actually a book series. Uh, it looks like I've, uh, as at this point, I will be through the first 15 books of the Dresden Files that I've gone through this year. Uh, so I've absolutely... You know, I stop one, go right into the other, and I find myself getting out of my car in the morning with my really short commute and saying, you know what? I don't want to stop reading yet. And then I'll go in my half an hour, 45 minute walk in the morning and just continue listening to the Dresden files because I really, the character of Dresden and the way that Jim Butcher writes it is just, it's just fantastic. I feel like I've, I feel like when you come to the book, it's like coming home to a good friend because you know this guy. You've been with him for 14, 15 books and you know how he operates. You know his friends and the, the people that you're hoping that he hooks up with, you know, and, and the, the people and his brother and, you know, all sorts of just neat people that continue to be a part of this universe that Jim Butcher has done such an incredible job. And I will be very sad when I reach, when I catch up to the author as far as, the books that he's writing, because I think he's still writing them and uh, there's maybe 17 or 18. So I'm getting a little bit closer to the end than I want to be, but highly recommend the Dresden files. Do not judge it based on the TV series, but uh, this is a fantastic book series. So, yep. So there <laughs> we go. That's my number two. All right. We're now to our number one. So kick it off, Dave.
3: We hashed this one out already. My number one was Ahsoka. Um, I've been looking forward to that since they announced it, and since we got the hint that they were bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn back in. It is my favorite character in the entire Star Wars I universe know. right now. Um, yeah, that, that, that is my number one. Yeah, and the one thing I'm truly looking forward to next year when it comes back.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think part of what made that one so good for you, Dave, was your immense love of Rebels and seeing
3: that come back. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And seeing it turn into that season. Yeah. Another season of that in live action was just
0: when well, they just had such um, that you know Balin was just such a good villain like him in the in the in the in the witch right you know these and especially Balin you look at it, like there's a nobility and a and a reason that's not bent on absolute pure malevolence and I right. and, and I just it made him such an incredible villain and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the uh, his apprentice and. Uh, and uh it's yeah. it's it's too bad that we lost him in this year, but Yeah. Um
2: yeah. Brought a lot of gravitas to the He
0: character. did. He did. And I think that's what very- he, he reminded me very much of like a, a Alec Guinness or uh, or even E. McGregor in the in the or Liam Nielsen, the way they brought a regalness to the the, yeah. the, the order,
3: right? Yeah. And his character played like a like a medieval knight. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a kingdom. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I
0: like it, that
2: it a lot. Was, yeah. It was very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Miles, what was your number one?
2: So my number one was season three of Picard. Uh, this gave me what millions of fans wanted. We wanted the next-gen crew to have the proper send-off. Right. Uh, this this hits me in all the feels. Uh the expression, you can't go home again. Well, sometimes maybe you can go visit and hang out with some loved ones that maybe you don't get to see very often. And that was that was the, the, what this was for me. It was we got to spend time with these people again. Um, and not only do we get to spend time with these people again, we got to um, see all of them had something meaningful to contribute. they finally did something meaningful with Crusher. They brought out her inner Ripley and let her kick some ass and take names. And uh, But everybody got their time in the sun. It wasn't just right. Picard getting his time in the sun. It was all, all of them had something valuable to contribute. We all cheered. I cheered whenever we saw an appearance. We used to see war for four episodes, whatever it was. And it's just like he just comes out the last second, and you're just like he looks like this badass older Shaolin um, monk, and uh, they just did it right. It's like we acknowledge that 20 years has passed; these people have changed. There's been time; to- some of these people haven't even seen each other in, 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 in years or decades, and they've but they, they brought them together. They brought the band back together, and they got a chance to save the world one more time. Yeah, uh, and so uh, Terry Metallist, how will be his name? He he knew what he knew what was needed to re- redeem
0: the, the, this franchise, and th- this was it. I think there'll be a lot
2: of uh, somehow they found a- go ahead. Mm-hmm. Somehow they, they they found a plausible way to bring Data back and give him you know his his time under you know his time in the sun. Everybody had their time in the sun uh, with this, and even the Enterprise D had its time in the sun, and it was just. They say sci-fi isn't emotional this this was very emotional for me watching this again and like Dave I'm going to have to go back and watch it I'll watch clips on YouTube just because it just it it brings me to a good good place uh, that um, and so for it, just a very emotionally satisfying these are people for a lot of people we treat them like our family they're fictional characters you know but uh we spent seven years with them and four movies with them. And so we, we, we know them. We love these people. And to have one more chance to have a family reunion with them was uh, just, it was a gift. That's what, that's what, that's what Picard season three was for me. It was a gift. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt.
1: And, and I really liked that they had like a next, a next generation, next generation, you know, that like a hint that you could continue the story of Ricard's son. I just felt like they did the 20-year time skip of, you know, these people have gone through a lot, but they're still at the core of the people that we know and love. So, you know, some people could be taking notes of how to do a 20-year time skip and adding, you know, younger generations into a story. Lucas <clears throat> Studios, I'm looking at you. Yeah.
2: Well, hopefully the you know, the powers at BC that the fans, I mean, maybe this is the last ride with, with the next generation, but it, fans would love to see something with the Voyager crew or Deep Space Nine, uh, a mix of the two, whatever it is. We There's still stories to be told in that universe. Uh, even, you know, the ships and, and just the aesthetics, that's still part of... Uh, the world. I mean, right. ha- having, having the Akudas, you know, design the, you know, all their artwork in, in, in the ship and all that kind of stuff. There's still plenty of, there's plenty, there's plenty of stories to tell there. And right. I, I hope I, there was some, there was thrown out this thing called Star Trek legacies. I don't know if that will be a thing or not, but, um, I think Larry Nemichek said as far as when I had asked about, um, the stargaze, or what do you call it? Uh, I don't know. Fold and store. I forget what it was, but yeah. it's just like so, probably all this stuff is being stored, and in, in maybe that they will bring it back, right. bring something back where they can reuse it. But uh, yeah, the only, i mean, the the only part I, I maybe didn't care for was maybe the last five minutes. I didn't need to see the Titan become the Enterprise G. I know what the writers are trying to do, but I thought Titan had earned its name. You know, I, I was cool with Cap- Seven being a captain. I love Captain Shaw. I I still believe that maybe he's still alive. You know, they didn't have a funeral for him. You know, he could, you know, so I, I thought uh, Todd Stashwick, he, th- this new character of Shaw, yeah, he was an asshole, but he was a lovable asshole. And he understood why he was an asshole. Yeah. But I thought there was storytelling potential with him to... So here's hoping that maybe maybe it, we haven't seen the last. Right.
0: You know, with, with Picard's son, too, I think, you know, if there is a series like that, you can always bring in some of the characters can visit, right? They did that with, like, when they – even, like, next gen, we see, like, Chekhov pop up, and you see different people pop up in that series when it started. And, and I think there would be something neat to that sort of feel to have that sort of thing happen as well, but – yeah. Well, they
2: brought, um, I mean, they brought Walter Koenig to do the voice of his great-great-grandson as the Federation president, which I right. thought was great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they brought,
2: uh, they brought uh, Tim Ross to reprise uh, Tuvok. Right. So we saw Tuvok from Voyager there, and we saw uh, Roe from Next Gen. I mean, yeah. spoiler alert, she, she dies at the end, but she has a great death, you know, and her and Picard have some sort of resolution. You ruined um, it. I'm leaving the show. Today. I know, I know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they're, 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 I mean, there are so many storytelling opportunities with cameos or, you know, just even a bit part. People want to see, people love these, you know, the fans love these people. We would love to see them again. Yeah, absolutely. Give, give, give these people one more chance to save the world and have their time in the sun. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Chrissy, uh, you're number one.
1: Well, my number one is that. I get to be here for this. Um, so normally, and in the past couple of years, I would be doing winter shelter, which means that I would be on a three to four month, sometimes five month hiatus from this. So my number one is that I don't have to do that. And I can actually be here for the end of the year and I'll be here for the beginning of next year. Yeah. So I'm really excited that I can nerd out more. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That should be my number We're one. We're happier here, too. Yeah, that should be my number one. It's not. But uh, having you here in the winter, I didn't even think about it. Like, it's the middle of December, and you're here.
1: I know. I know. It's weird. So. But that's, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I actually do more of this yeah. now. So that's the fact that I get to do more with the nerds is awesome. <laughs> um, and the fact that I'm going to be able to do more, like, con stuff and have the time for some of my passions is definitely um, my number one highlight. So, um, but I'm still doing what I love doing for my job. Right. So I still get to do my social work. I still get to help people who are experiencing homelessness. I just get to do it on a slightly better schedule.
0: That's That's awesome. That is. And we're glad that you're here too. For those of you that don't know, if you haven't been with us for a while or just tuning in, Chrissy would like disappear for like the month of November to like April, like you just like suddenly there's no Chrissy in the show, and uh but now she is able to be here because her she would do winter shelter, which is a very important thing if you aren't familiar with like some of the home especially this day and age where homelessness seems to be such a big issue in some of the big cities and uh you get to see and so she would be a part of that and then and she would help out like in the evenings and overnight and stuff like that and so. Chrissy, we're glad that you did that, and thank you for serving in that way, but we're really glad that you are here as well, selfishly. So.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, and just, just a quick little plug. They um, put out – HUD put out a new statistic, and we are now experiencing some of the highest numbers of homelessness um, since they started tracking it back in 2007. Wow. There's been a 12% increase, um, and huge. in particular, people with children – I have experienced a 16% increase from 2022 to 2023 wow. of homelessness and wow. it's only getting worse. So I'm still doing, I'm still in that field. I'm still working on it. Um, but you know, if you're wanting to give back um, there's a lot of out there right now who are operating in the winter. So consider volunteering, donating, yeah. or um, just otherwise supporting them.
0: Chrissy, uh next time we get together, would you be willing to find a maybe a charity that we could donate to or like somehow we could uh maybe as a sci-fi diner community kind of contribute to and how you know bring out to our listeners and hey maybe you can contribute to this uh group
3: I will happily do that okay, awesome, awesome
0: all right well, I think so, uh go ahead Was someone gonna say is first? it
3: safe to say that Now that Chrissy's back with us now for the winter, it's a great thing. We went so long without her that, you know, her finally being able to get to this point. It it has been a very long road getting from there to here, hasn't it? (laughs) It is. (laughs) Oh, man. It is. Yes.
0: Yeah, it is.
3: I I Yeah, it was. Absolutely. I have to make it happen. At least she
0: one could not resist. Yes, yes, absolutely. Good,
3: I've been chopping at for yeah. like 20 minutes
0: now. So, so, my number one for this year, my number one thing is the theme song for Enterprise. And um, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not. Uh, my number one actually, so I threw this in at last minute. I really debated it, I think because it wasn't my favorite movie of the franchise but this one of the movies hit me in the feels the most um and so i kind of put this in here this is a guardians of the galaxy volume three which i even forgot came out this year because it's been that long uh but rocket's story and just the general story in, in the way they kind of wrap up the series um was just fantastic they did a great job with it and it was a great send-off um, with some possibilities at the end, maybe of another Guardians coming down the road. But, um, but I think the story it's, itself, Rocket's story was just so fantastic and you just felt for it. You felt for it. And, uh, and I think that's probably the biggest reason that I, I, I loved that. And you saw, you saw all from beginning to end, you see character growth, which I know when you look at uh, superhero movies, you aren't necessarily looking at that, but, but in these characters, when you first meet them, to where they end up, it's just a whole different ballgame. And so, Guardians of the Galaxy three didn't make it as my number one.
3: I forgot that was even out last year. Yeah. This year, yeah. But yeah, so. that's a good one. Uh,
2: I love what they did with Nebula. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you see where she was in the first movie, yeah. where she's just a you know another. Instrument hand of, of Thanos, and in the last film, she she's the conscience of the Guardians, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, being like a big sister to um, uh, Star Lord's character. Yeah, and, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and 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 basically, that acknowledge that you know, I mean, uh, people change and move on, and right. we, there was there was, you know. Nebula and uh, um, Drax basically were running this home for the kids and uh, Rocket's still, he's still leading the, you know, the new Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, yeah. uh, Star-Lord went home uh, to go see his family.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, we do have a, Miles, you did have an honorable mention here. Uh, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? We did talk about his kind of agnosium, but and we'll let you talk about
2: I'll it. I'll keep it brief. Um see, yeah, so I mean, I, I saw you guys put on Ahsoka and I, I and I have to I, I really enjoyed Ahsoka also. Uh, I thought um, I love seeing Thrawn. Um, his appearance didn't bother me too you know, I, I thought he's the, the actor who plays Thrawn still has the the gravitas for the role and you know, he sucked me in. Um, uh, I, the uh, uh, Rosario Dawson, I think she plays good, a great Ahsoka.
0: Yep, absolutely.
2: Uh, I can't see anybody else playing playing a live action version of her. Right. Um, I, I thought the, the the in this story, the the character she she builds this giant hyperdrive ship right. that can leave the galaxy to bring Thrawn back, and then she doesn't get to go. You know, she's almost like. Uh, this is gonna be. This is gonna sound like a weird um, comparison, but you know, she, she wants to bring Thrawn back. She, she's like a Moses in a way. She can't, you know, you know, she she, she she's trying to bring back the promised land, right? Uh, metaphorically speaking, but she can't go. But she she's not allowed to go. She's because no Thrawn,
0: Yeah.
2: Thrawn, Thrawn sends her to go deal with um, those trying to stop him, and yeah. I, 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 that spoke to me just that you know she she, she all, all she did. To to provide the means to bring Thrawn back, and she's not going to see this promised land that she's hoping to create. Yeah. Um, So that that was my honorable mention. I thought I'm looking forward to season two of Ahsoka.
0: Yeah. One one thing I do want to say about that is favorite episode was the Anakin and Ahsoka episode, hands down. It was just great to see Anakin back in that in oh. Hayden Christensen Hayden Christensen has redeemed what well, hasn't been it wasn't really his fault. He got panned and maybe it was script writing and directing in the first three movies, but uh certainly in the Obi Wan series and then in this series you saw a huge redemption arc for Hayden Christensen and so was fantastic
1: There's in that. So good way to say I hate sand. I mean yeah. like Yeah.
0: There is no good way, but
1: Um, that's terrible yeah
0: the uh my my honorable mention is i'm really looking forward to this week they're dropping rebel moon on netflix and the trailers look amazing and so if 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 it lives up to the hype it had to be on here. because I'm like, well, this is 2024, 2023. It's going to be out. And, um, I'm really looking forward to rebel moon. So it is my honorable mention because they don't know if it's actually going to be good, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping there's a lot of hype around. It. I forgot that was out, coming, yeah, out. coming out this week, baby. So I know what I'm doing over Christmas break, watching rebel moon. So well, I believe know. that's about it. I, we were way over time, but this is fantastic conversation about kind of reflecting on the year and just uh, thinking through it. We would love if you're still with us. We would love to hear uh, where you're at and what's on your like what's your best moments this past year. Um, and uh, you can drop it in the comments below if you see this on Facebook. You can email Dave. He would love to hear from you. And where's that address,
3: Dave? Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at Gmail.
0: Dot com. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're still uh, looking for some loot, you can email us. Of course, I'm not sure we'll get it to you by Christmas, but we'll at least uh, get it to you as soon as we can. And uh, we'll obviously love to hear from you. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And Dave, we have other places they can find us. It's uh, the Facebook. It's uh, we have the, our website. We have uh, what yeah,
3: Instagram now, right? Simple- Face. Yeah, Instagram's not yeah. too active yet. i still trying to still haven't taken time to figure that out. But right. get the following up on there so I can start. Really
0: getting motivated to put more yeah, content there you on go. there. There he goes. Give us a follow and a like on, uh, on Instagram. Well, I believe that about does it. And um, I believe that's it for this year. We'll see you in the new year. And I believe that's it. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show?
2: All right. till next time, good night and good luck.
0: We'll see you. Give your tips to the
1: table. And go boldly.